Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. If you got a date this uh, weekend and you uh, don't want to ruin any of your chances of having like a second date, well then dating.com polled its customers to find out the things that can scare someone off on a first date. There's some of the things people said. Showing up late. Don't, don't, if you're meeting at a bar or somewhere. Right, yeah. Get there on time. Be early. Too much too soon. I want to be sharing, you know, look at my, look at my wart. You know, you know? <laughs> my mother never loved me. This is all too much too soon. A rudeness. Like, say you're dating Jane, James Corden and you go to a restaurant and he starts yelling at the uh, right, yeah. staff. Talking too much. You know, there are some people. That's a nervous thing, though. Wow, but it's so strange. Like, I, I've i been with, with uh, people like, say, Christmas work parties or just social events, and you can't get a word in edgewise. Right. They just talk over everybody. And you can be, okay, I understand, like, sometimes you're a couple of words in and someone hops on you. But I have been, like, third sentence in, and they just cut you off. <laughs> well, and then there's very loud in that. They were yeah. there, the ones who kind of take over the entire room because they're talking so loud. Yeah. And then there's ones that it just will not stop. Mm. It's not, not that they just, like, overpower you. It's just a hello is a 15-minute conversation. And while things like a Christmas office Christmas party, because we'll be back to those probably in full force, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you, you'll, you know, you'll ask someone how they're doing you really aren't. You really don't want to know, right? You don't need to know the full history since the last time you know, right? But sometimes you'll get it. Yeah, it's funny now with things going back to semi-normal. We've got people now coming back into the office who have been home, and I've bumped into a few, and they're like, "Oh, I'm here again." These are the same people that were complaining about being stuck at home. <laughs> and I and I'd say to them, I go, put on your big boy pants. Yeah. You're at work again. You're an adult. Stop sulking. <laughs> I know that seven-minute drive-in was difficult for you. Um, so talking too much, talking too loud. I, I am a little guilty of talking too loud, especially when I've had a few. Uh, talking about your ex. This is not something you should bring up on a first date. Oh, no. Her and I came here for our first date. Right. <laughs> we had sex right behind that dumpster over there. And she in that bathroom. Uh, a wandering eye. Yeah, not good. No. Not unless you've actually got a medical issue yeah. and a wandering eye. No. Well, eye. And in a couple of senses. One, if you're on a first date with someone and your eye is wandering to other tables looking at other potential mm. prospects, that's not good. No. The second is getting caught staring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or checking them out. Too much phone time. You'll see. Now, that that, that goes to the rudeness. Got to put the phone away. Yes, I would think so. I mean, look, it, it, it could work either way. If you're on a date and, and the lady is on her phone within a few minutes of the date starting, chances are that date's over. Right. She's had enough. Or, or she's just being completely rude. Right. But that's just, a, that's just a general rule. That isn't even just in the world of dating. That that whole getting on the phone when you're having lunch with somebody and they're returning texts or they take a call and you're sitting there staring at the wall. Yeah. It's just you want to slap the phone oh, out of their hand. And it's not to say that it can't be used at all. I don't think I'd have a problem if they said, Hey, I'm very sorry, I've just got to like clear up one thing. Mm. You know, give me one minute and then they put it away afterwards. They yeah. like life happens. Right? right. And and things happen. But now it's to the point where we don't even say anything. We just pick it up in, in the middle of a conversation and start texting or talking or checking email. 
Yeah, I mean, if you sit down to a business meeting and the person that you're having the meeting with, all of a sudden their phone buzzes and they look at it and their kid's just gone into the hospital. Okay, that's one thing. But even saying, I got to clear this one thing up, it's a power play. Right. Re really what you should be doing heading into that meeting is clearing the stuff up going into the meeting and then putting your phone on do not disturb. Mm. But we like to sit on I'm so important. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're head of Kleenex. <laughs> Settle down. In case you hadn't heard, Christina Applegate announced last year that she has uh, multiple sclerosis, MS, and she uh, sadly hasn't been out in public since she was diagnosed. Yesterday, she tweeted out a photo of five different walking sticks, and in the tweet, Christina said, I have a very important ceremony coming up. This will be my first time out since diagnosed with MS. It's such a shame. She, um, of course, for so many of us, we were introduced to her with uh, Mary with Children. Uh, she went on to a bunch of other things. She's great in a bunch of movies. Mean Moms, I think she was in that. There was a, a Netflix show called Dead to Me that she starred in that was just terrific. And so it's it's a real shame. That and she's listen, Rose, with breast cancer yeah, as well, right? That's right. Very Not well good. documented. Yeah. She said, walking sticks are now a part of my new normal. Stay tuned to see what which ones make the cut for the weakest stuff I have to do. So that's a shame. Uh, the Crown, that's still ongoing. I thought it was done, but I guess not. So they, they've... Uh, started... Like the monarchy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think we know how this show now ends. Like the Titanic. I think we know where we're going here. Um, poor Charles. Eh? This show will lead right up to like her death, and then he'll be just an afterthought. They'll pick it up again when William becomes king. Right. Um, so people who think that the crown shamelessly exploits the royal family aren't going to like this. Netflix is filming Princess Diana's final car ride in the place where it actually happened, the tunnel in Paris. Wow. TMZ has posted pictures of Diana's car being surrounded by paparazzi on motorcycles, just like the real one before the fatal crash back in 97. Uh, sources say Netflix will not recreate the actual crash. Right. So at least there's that. Yeah. CGI, I guess. Yeah, perhaps. Or they'll just show the them all going into the tunnel, perhaps, and then the aftermath. Elon Musk officially closed the deal to buy Twitter for $44 billion, And he'd like to assure you that he's buying it for all the right reasons. He says it's important to the future of civilization to have a common digital town square with a wide range of beliefs that can be debated in a healthy manner without resorting to violence. There is currently great danger that social media will splinter into far right-wing and far left-wing echo chambers that generate more hate and divide our society. He added that under his watch, Twitter will not become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. Well, because as soon as the deal was you know, announced and then confirmed, yeah. uh, some advertisers were saying, whoa, 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 hang on, you know. <laughs> You can't just open it up to anything and anyone, which he kind of hinted at before. Right. The big question is whether or not he will allow Trump back on to Twitter. Yeah. Um, well, uh, if it's open uh, to everybody. Will Trump want to with his his own network doing so well in his own opinion? Hasn't that already gone uh, pretty much. boobs up? <laughs> but, yeah, and, and you know, there's no way Trump would not want back on to Twitter. Oh, for sure. Well, I guess he would have to. He'd have to allow him. Now, if he says it's not going to be a hellscape and there's got to be perimeters, then I guess as long as he plays within those right. perimeters. And right away he fired the CEO and CFO, too. So yeah. he's, he's making moves. Uh, this is, I think, day five. This might be, anytime we've talked about celebrities 
and the oddness that goes on in their world. I don't know that we've ever gone five days straight with one person. Yeah, and I'm annoyed by it, actually. I know. You don't like this guy. It's not that I don't like him. I no, just, I don't think you like him. I don't see why. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you like a him. book. You know, he had a problem. <laughs> and, but he's done all right. You know, like, if he just sits home and collects the checks from the residuals from friends, he'll be okay. I think if Theo Fleury wrote another book about his addiction, you'd talk about him endlessly for no, months. No, I don't think so. Well, before he went insane. Right. No, you, you, that's your thing. You don't like somebody, that's it. <laughs> I sense it even with me these days. <laughs> I know the clock is ticking. I'm trying to speed it up. <laughs> Why do clocks only move ahead with you, Craig? I don't know. Never. No, we never. Next never, weekend, by the way, they jump back. Oh, do they? Yeah. Oh, well, that'll screw us up for months. Right. Again. Yes. Oh, gutted by this time change. <laughs> well, this is an interesting story. Matthew Perry, in his new book, claims that he made out heavy with Valerie Bertinelli at her home while she was still married to Eddie Van Halen. Not only that, but Eddie was there, passed out drunk just 10 feet away from them. Wow. Now, there's something I wish I... I mean, I don't want all Matthew Perry's demons and addictions, but I'd enjoy a make-out session with Valerie Bertinelli. Right. I was always a fan. Mm-hmm. Again, how does, how does he remember all of this? Well, I think even through a drug case, you'd remember making out with Valerie Burton. Yeah, perhaps, yes. But then it's just it's amazing how the, the detail that comes out from, from yeah. these people when they're they've gone through years of addiction. Mm-hmm. It, it must be journals. He must have written it down somewhere. But but it's amazing. Like you know, the first eight cents in rehab, he retained none of it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but everything he did while he was out of it, mm-hmm. yeah, I can remember clearly. I think that if I made out with Valerie Bertinelli, I'd write that down somewhere as well. <laughs> Not going to believe what happened to me tonight. Big fan of Eddie Van Halen, even more so now. It happened in 1990 when they were on a very short-lived sitcom called Sydney. I think I remember that. He calls it a long... Aren't, aren't you watching it now? I'm next. <laughs> my... Well, it's so short-lived, I could get through it fast. Uh, he calls it a long, elaborate make-out session. And says Valerie's marriage was troubled at the time. Uh, he was seriously into Valerie. The next day on the set, she acted like nothing had happened. Maybe she was on drugs as well. Wow. Matthew said he was devastated. But luckily, the sitcom got canceled a few weeks later, so he didn't have to see her anymore. Uh, and she may have confirmed his story. She posted a TikTok with a text saying, anyone misbehave in their 20s and early 30s? Are you mortified? Valerie and Eddie married in 81, separated in 01, and divorced in 07. So she's probably glad now she didn't hook up and start dating Matthew Perry. Would have been worse than her alcoholic husband, Eddie. Welcome to Rock Mornings. It's Friday heading into the... Uh, Horoween weekend. Will you be horning it up, Lucky? What are you dressing up as? What are you, what are you, uh, what are you sexying up? Nothing. Probably as hockey coach at some point. But, oh, a sexy uh, hockey coach. Yeah. Oh, that would Showing be Showing a lot of cleavage. Go, uh, go really tight. The big thing now is these, like, uh, like, like the pants, almost, they almost look like capri pants on some of the suits of these guys. Yeah. With no socks and the shoes. I Maybe I'll do the, uh, the Brian Burke tie where I don't actually tie it up. That was always a good look. Leave it open. I went with that look. Anytime, for a while there, anytime I had to wear a suit, I'd go with the, uh, the Brian Burke. Never quite bring it to the top. Never do the, never do the top button. Right. It's, too, it's all too confining. I always found it a little claustrophobic. Hmm. Don't like a tie right up around my neck. Yeah, why not? Do the sexy. Or, or you could uh, dress up as like a sexy ref. Really get like a tight, tight 
pinstripe or whatever that thing is they wear. Yeah, jersey. The jersey, something like that. Hmm. Have you? Are you roughing? Are you roughing and coaching and no. playing at this stage with no, the kids? I, like, I, are you first line center on the twelve year old team and <laughs> roughing and goaltending? <laughs> Only coaching? when a kid is out, I get called up. Right? <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't think I could ref. I, I don't think I could put up with the the yelling and screaming from people who don't know what the hell they're talking about, mm. including coaches like me. Oh, I'm glad you included. I was yeah. about to say, why? You're the only guy in the ring no. who knows it all. No, not at all. I'm usually the one asking the rules. I will be, uh, what will I be doing this weekend? Well, probably just a lot of uh, maintenance as it looks, or uh, lawn maintenance as it looks like finally all the leaves are down, or most of them are down. Yeah, so it looks like it might be time. a decent weekend for it, too. It's only um, 18 by Tuesday again. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, rainy I the, all day Monday. I got the Christmas decorations up last weekend. I decided to go really early on that, um, and not turn them on. That's that the rule That's is no, not until no. after Remembrance Day. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, uh, I guess the first poppy was handed out yesterday, so you can you can start getting your poppy. Oh, and right. uh, and they will have tap. On the boxes. Oh, now. damn. Now I can't get uh, away so with your no money. Of, no change. I'm just going to take one. Uh, sorry, can't help you out. I have to find grocery stores and liquor stores with no poppy salespeople. wonder what they're going to, if they'll have, you know how tips have like the automatic uh, amounts, like the 10%, 15%, yes. 20% or yes. maybe 18%. I think it, I don't think it goes to 10 It's like 15 18 20 and that's it. Um, I wonder if they'll have like a set. Dollar, two dollar, five dollar donation, or probably you have to sit there and decide how much you want to donate. Well, I now know, like with a lot of charities, when you're at uh, grocery stores or liquor sale stores, they'll say, "Do you want to donate something to such and such mm-hmm. a cause?" And they'll tell you two, five, or whatever. I like the roundup option. Roundup. Yeah, like some of them say, hey, "Do you want to round up your bill to an even oh, amount?" Oh, all right. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen that one. Yeah. I always use the excuse, "Oh, I already did." Yes. I can't do that with the poppy, though, because you should be wearing it if, if you already did. But, yeah, I don't. Buy, buy a poppy for sure and uh, wear it for the month. Now, what's the deal with the uh, the poppy? Are we supposed to wear? I always, when I get one, I always uh, wear it for the entire month. But then there's others who just wear it to the 11th and then. Yes, I believe off. you wear it to the 11th. And then after that, they're supposed to be. I think the original intent is that they were they were placed on the cenotaph. I think was that the deal? Yeah, yeah. I always used to just wear it right through the month and then uh, and then take it off. And you're not supposed to pin anything into it either, right? Like the the pin that it comes with is the pin. Some people try and secure them down. Oh, okay. They, it isn't the greatest contraption ever made. No, They're always falling off, or A you're safety, stabbing yourself with them. Safety pin option would have been would would likely be better. Yeah, but then again, just go get another one and donate again. And really, am I supposed to be complaining about a little pin that might stab me in the chest when some <laughs> so some brave soldier took a bullet in the face? <laughs> Let's talk about nose picking, shall we? We all pick our nose. <laughs> We've all had our finger up our. Our uh, snot bucket. Right. There's an itch. Sure. Needs a scratching. Sometimes you got to get up there two or three knuckles. Um, we're not the only ones. Humans are not the only ones that pick our nose. A team in Switzerland they identified 12 different primates that pick their nose. This is important research, people. <laughs> <laughs> Very important research. <laughs> Can we solve my foot fungus? <laughs> just, just sit there. We're observing. Yeah. And, oh, he picked. He's in. Including uh, one of the primates, a long-fingered lemur in Madagascar. 
that goes really deep. This thing's got uh, one very long finger that can reach up into its nostril, go around its sinuses, oh. down into its throat, <laughs> and back into its mouth. Come on. Wow. I mean, I've never gone that deep. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, Good to know. I, I've, I've had, you know, two, two or three fingers in one nose and a couple of knuckles deep. I got a lot of bricks to haul out of there. I'm telling you right now, uh, anybody who says they don't pick their nose is a liar. Right. It's like the people who say they never masturbated. Yes, you have. Well, I'd like to think at the very least you've uh, you've picked the corners there and, and, and cleaned up. Mm. If you've had, I mean, it happens to everybody. Every now and then you get a hanger on, a Klingon. You drive around and just observe other drivers. If they're not on their phone, they're picking their nose. Right. It's one of the two, it seems. I will say this, too. I would rather see someone pick than to see the farmers blow right. to clear that out. Like someone gets out of their car and, like, plugs one nostril and heaves hoe with the other. So That's gross. Disgusting. And listen, I will admit I've, I've done that. But I'm also, you know, when I've had to spit, I'm terrible at it. It always ends up back in my clothes. Right, yeah. Yeah, I can't do a farmer's blow. It's going to end up all over me. You know, so you see, people, you see people, they roll down the window and they just, they hork a loogie out the window and it just goes sailing like a home run. Right. <laughs> it always ends up on the side of my car or blows back in on me. There is for some, uh, like, a, some picks, a, a, a satisfaction when you clear something out. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, you can feel something, like a nugget deep in there. And you, sometimes you got to use a bit of a blow, like a sneeze, to clear that out, of, to get it, get it started. Get it moving down. Right. Unless you're that lemur. I guess not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've hauled rocks out of there. It's funny because Maria will see something. She'll go, oh, you got a little something. You know, oh, you got, you got snot. You clean that. Get that booger nugget. And then I'll get it, and it's just like it's a fluff. Right. And I'll go, I have hauled planets out of my head. Do you remember uh, when the kids were really young, you use a suction? Yes. Little cup. That thing was, like, weirdly satisfying and oddly gross oh, at the same time. Oddly gross. Right? Like, you get a baby with an infant with a cold, they can't clear that out. Yeah. And you can just put this little suction thing in, and it, wow. I think at one time, mothers used to actually use their mouth. Oh, yeah. bird, reverse bird to yeah. that right out of there. Terrible. That's terrible. And why is it the kids could have Niagara Falls coming out of their nose, but they don't notice it? <laughs> it's because they have no hair, I think. I, maybe. No, no stubble to, maybe. to, to catch it on <laughs> below the nose. I think it was George Carlin, too, who once made the observation, why did God, if God created the human being, why did he put this thing over our mouth? The nose the above nose. the mouth? He said, why didn't it flip it around so it didn't drip into your mouth? And then he said... <laughs> Well, although if you had it upside down when it rained, you'd probably drown. That's right. So, anyhow, uh, it's it's good for you. I think it's good. I, I, th I think there's some health to it. And it's your nose. It's your booger nuggets. It's like I used to say to the boys, David, my youngest, had a horrible habit when he was young of shoving his hands down his pants. Right. Playing with his bits no matter where we were. <laughs> Again, I was getting, about to say with the, with the, the pick, mm. not necessarily a public occurrence. No, you should do it on your own. Right. And I, that's what I said to them. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. You want to pick your nose, do it in the bathroom, get rid of it. Don't spread it on the furniture. <laughs> Because that's another habit. Growth kids are so flipping gross. They pick it and they'll just wipe it wherever they... I remember we were moving and I pulled out a couch and it was like a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a harvest back there. A science experiment. I had to get the chisel. Um...
But yeah, like he'd shove his hands down his pants in the middle of a Christmas uh, school uh, presentation. Or videotaping it. Uh oh, he's going in for a tug. So I'd say, look, Santa's found some coal. That's right. It's, it's your bits. You play with them all you want. You, they, you own them. It's you, yank away. Just not in the middle of a Christmas presentation. One of the trends on social media right now are these fake spirit Halloween costume ads. <laughs> Some of them are great. They are they are terrific. Uh, somebody is uh, taking some real time to dream these up. and Some of them have come from Spirit Halloween themselves. I guess somebody started it originally and it caught on. So even Spirit Halloween, uh, they decided to uh, do some. And even some companies uh, are uh, promoting their own wares by uh, putting stuff out like this. But there's been some good ones. Like, uh, you could get a, a spirit Halloween costume as a grandma. It comes with back pain, a comfy sweater, and expired milk. <laughs> <laughs> what is with that? I don't know. There actually, there's talk of, um, and I think this has already happened in England, of getting rid of those expiry dates, again, because of food waste. That we, we, um, we really... We panic. You know, you look down at a, like I had a bag of matchstick carrots in the fridge. I was making this salad and it said, you know, expired like October 20th or something like that. Right. Now, a lot of us would just take and go, oh, it's expired and throw them out. Uh -huh. Now, you look through them. If there's some ones that are going a little off, you throw them out. But we're so quick now to build. And the bag was actually in pretty good shape. It was like five or six days expired mm. when I used it. And, yeah, there was a couple of that had gone a little black. You toss those. The rest of them are fine. So there's talk of doing that. I find that it interesting sometimes what we will chance it on and what we will not. Yeah. Right? Like, like, like milk... We'll smell it. Yeah. Not that it ever really smells great. Mm -hmm. um, or when you look for clumps, we'll be like, ah, yeah, okay, eggs for sure, yeah. right? Well, you can smell them if they yeah. come back. I know, but they've got that best before. Sometimes they stamp them right on there, but it'll yeah. be like a couple of weeks. I'm like, ah, I, I think there's a chance this is okay, so we'll just let it go. Yeah, I think I've eaten, yeah, eggs I think I've eaten way past the expiry date. Yeah, and you can. Again, it's mm. a best before date right. on some of these things. Too. And any, any you know, things like potato chips and cookies and all that, they're so full of... Uh, salts and other right. preservatives yeah. that they last a long Listen, time. Listen, the potato chips, sometimes we, we'll take a bite and we know they're stale mm. and we'll still go. Still consume this. <laughs> I'll just put more, put more dip on it. There's a little chewy, that's yeah, all. Yeah, that, they'll be fine. Oh, God, we have this big bowl on the counter that holds all, like, the uh, the produce. And, and someone's yesterday, Daniel was looking for something, and so he's digging through this bowl. And he finds a couple of limes at the bottom uh -oh. that have gone through, like, six stages of green. <laughs> like, they've literally grown their own head of hair. <laughs> That's not good. No, we used them. Yeah. They were fine. I said, just, just wipe the Corona. <laughs> just wipe that hair off of it. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. The beer will kill it. Yeah. Uh, other great fake spirit Halloween costumes. Uh, indie artist playing a show tomorrow. <laughs> it includes 460 Instagram posts about the show, a link to buy tickets, a low ticket warning, and anxiety. <laughs> and a merch table yeah. for some reason. <laughs> That's right. A job recruiter who ghosts you. This is you can go out as a job recruiter who ghosts you. It comes complete with a very solve this internally smirk. That's all it is. A dad at a concert. It includes earplugs, sick dance moves, and parking anxiety. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. A professional screenwriter. Just a robe and a cup of coffee. <laughs> one for a woman called a damn fine Friday night.
It comes with a Snuggie, a cat, a bottle of wine, and a vibrating love toy. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.